Karate in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. Freddie Wolf. Oh, it's kickstart for the last one of the month. We're in, then it's September. Yeah, man. September. Quick. That's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know where this year went because, yeah, I mean, we're just this last month, right? We, had, we finished up September and then we only have one more quarter of 2023 left. Yeah, man. Out of control. I think people always say that. What's that line? What's that phrase? Uh, it gets, you know, once you get past certain points, or, you get older. That, that yeah, one? or the you know, once you get past a certain point, it's a race to the finish line kind of thing. Yeah, yeah fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to think about it. Damn it. Uh, anyway, so we have one more episode left. Um, of the, we're doing it right now, kickstart, and then we're shifting gears to the new theme this month. Um, we're not going to really get into that yet. You'll have to wait till Friday. I do you remember? Uh, I think one of the most fun games that we had when we were kids, you know, board games, and then just regular games. But it's not a board game. It's one of those device games like Mousetrap, right? Something that isn't just a straight-ahead board game, and that's concentration. Yeah, concentration was great, dude. Yeah. Do you ever watch the game show? Do you remember the game show, Classic Concentration, hosted by Alex Trebek? What? Yeah, it was right, but it was before, uh, it was before Jeopardy, but it was in the 80s. But there was a game, and literally, you, it was classic, it was concentration, but it was a game show version. No, I remember that. It's like a, it was, a, it was I think it came on like around the, t- like right before Scrabble with Chuck Wallery. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was like, and they had like the board, right? Just the backlit board like you normally used, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That game was fucked up, dude. Yeah, it was because sometimes I was like, that's bullshit. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't work. <laughs> that's the worst clue ever. You know, but do you know which one was super fucking stressful? It was perfection. Yep. You're literally dismantling a bomb yep. before it blows up in your face. <laughs> yeah. Do we had fucked up games when we were kids, too? I mean, they were, they were they were teaching us life skills. Like if life you don't do exactly what you're supposed to, you're gonna die. <laughs> there's no there's no do overs, man. Yeah, they're they're taking the premise of the whole you know uh, testing your skills skill set by putting you know putting the round peg into the round hole, so to speak, and you <laughs> and it's timed, really uh-huh. timed. That it's the worst, dude. The game was fucking stressful, but. You still played it. And Battleship, dude, you, you hold the whole gold Battleship was blowing up your friends, sinking their Battleship <laughs> and sending them to a watery grave. I got something for you. <laughs> so fucked up. I always hated that little girl on the commercial. She was such a snarky little, I was oh, like, the, the, oh, the, I the, little, the little sister. Yes. Ah, you up. <laughs> yeah. That, too, was that, that little, I was like, oh, oh. It's the only thing she had on her brothers, right? The brothers yeah, like kicked her ass all the time. A, yeah, and, she was a badass. She was a badass <laughs> battleshipper. I couldn't play much with my friends because you're fucking cheaters. I don't remember playing much after a certain age. I think it just was because uh, we lost the pegs. You know, once you lose the pegs, it's like, eh, well. I remember the big push on the electric electronic battleship. Oh, I hated it. The noise was, oh, it's the worst. Dude, it was like. It didn't sound like anything except for like. <laughs> it was just the worst sound effects. The best is if, <laughs> the best is if you were trying to play it and the batteries are starting to go down. It's like. Yeah, right. Always. And the batteries are always going out because I think that thing just ate batteries. 
It sounds like a dying tauntaun when it starts yeah, totally. falling down. It's so hey, funny. They smell that on the outside. <laughs> so uh, we're we're uh, doing a little bit of uh, new techie stuff today. We're switching our service, or so this is our first run. Um, hopefully, it comes out okay. If not, we can we'll we'll make adjustments anyway. Again, first time using it, and we get to see each other normally, but um, with through this service. But right now, we're not looking at each other because, well. I know what you look like. <laughs> and honestly, we've been doing it for three and a half years where I didn't have to you worry about the video side of things. Um, sure. They're not gonna, now. Well, the video thing will come in handy in future episodes, I would imagine. Yes. When we're recording. Yeah, for, you know, for guesty guests and stuff like that. Sure. But, but right now, and, and it's just, it's fine like this. So basically, I mean, the, the, what we're using is called Riverside.fm and it's a lot like, Zoom, if you've experienced Zoom before. So the difference is, is that it sounds better and, and it's used by pros and most of the bigger podcasts use it. And it's similar to the service that we had before, but the difference also being it's just a little more robust and those digital hits that you guys have heard in the past that I maybe had to cut around sometimes actually take out bits of our conversation that, you know, were fun little anecdotes that made the the conversation more, you know, enjoyable I had to pull those things because we, we took hits, but records at both ends. So when Freddie is done recording and I'm done recording, both of our our uh, local recordings go up into the cloud and then I can pull them all down as simultaneously as uploading as we're, as we're chatting right now. So it's 99% uploading. So there you go. There you go. And what's cool too is right away when we plugged in, both of us plugged in, it tells us that we're with device, the exact device that we're using. And I didn't know it was going to do this, that it was going to tell me what you were using. Right. Which I thought was kind of cool. And, it, and it's cool because they give you a little help menu to help guide your guests or anybody else that's joining in the conversation. So this isn't a commercial. I just thought it was really clever. And here's something that's cool too is like if you don't need separate audio tracks, what's pretty fucking cool is that it's free. You get two hours of free recording. Every month, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to sign up or give your credit card or anything like that, which is pretty cool. And it's only a few dollars more if you want 15, I don't know, 25 hours of recording or something like that, which is kind of where we're at. And it's only two bucks more a month than what we're paying for the other service. The other service is a great clean feed. It works really, really well, but we do need the additive. And really the selling point for us was the ability to have your recording localized yeah. because of the hits that we take. But anyway, all that silliness aside, um, if you hear a not so um, normal, pristine sound right now, it's because we're just trying to, we're, it's baby steps. We're learning, it's a learning process. Hopefully we'll have this all rectified if there's any issues. It's a learning curve, man. Learning curve. Learning curve. Starring Morgan Freeman and LeVar Burton. <sighs> Uh, oh wait, that's that was that was something else. That's a combination of Reading Rainbow and Electric Company. Electric Company? No. Sure. Yeah. Learning curve. Did I be into that? We should just pitch that, dude, to the guys over at Warner Brothers. They want to make shows like that. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have writers and actors on it? And we just have like we have old people come on and learn new technology. That's the whole fucking premise to the show. There you go. Cut this out and save it. <laughs> Hey, guess what today is? It's we're recording Sunday, which is you know I don't think you I think you guys know we're not doing these things live on Monday morning, but today's the first day of Fox running their NFL preseason. So 
I get to do that when I go into work later. Oh, that's great. You're going to see Aaron Rodgers play for the Jets? Oh, that was yesterday. Yeah. I must have got a million emails about that and notifications. Have you been watching Hard Knocks? No, I, you know, I know. I, I, I haven't yet. I've been, I, I have a, I don't like, I'm not into NFL enough to where if I watched it every day, it would make, it would be more enjoyable. I kind of like to watch at the end of the season and say, oh, I remember when that happened. Oh, I remember when that happened. Like games. I'd rather not, I'm not that yeah. tied to football. Me neither, man. I, it, it's too much. Like I don't, you know, I don't, I don't live, breathe. I don't need an IV stuck in me with, you know, right. NFL juice. Hard Knocks is my favorite thing about the NFL season is just because it's so it's such a well-produced show and it always has been. It's, it doesn't, you think like, oh, I don't give a fuck about that team, but it's, it's solid, man. It's, it's some of the stuff's heartbreaking. You get, you watch some of these guys, some of these athletes that, you know, play since they were, since they were little kids, just wanted to play in the NFL and they get there and they get cut. Those first two, three episodes of the show are so fucking rough, dude, especially when it's a team, like a newer team, what was the last one they did? Was like a well, I remember when they. I think the last one I saw was the first time they did the Bengals when Cincinnati, right? You know, when Cincinnati still wasn't good, right? Right? Yeah. Right before, uh, it was. It was when they were getting rid of Dalton and Burrow was making right. it. You know what I mean? It was that right. whole, and that was the last one I saw. And it looked good, compelling TV. It's just you know, I can only have I only have so many hours <laughs> in the day, and I only have so much I can give a shit about. So. Right. You know, and uh, right now, I mean, I'll probably watch it. I usually watch it. I usually watch it like in December. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to see like if the Jets are out of it, I'll definitely watch it. And I'll, you know, and I'll be like, yeah, well, I didn't need a fucking crystal ball to see that coming. Yeah. Because they're still the Jets. And I remember what happened when Brett Favre went there. (laughs) Favre. Favre. You look at um, a show like that. That's just so you can't binge. Like, and when I say when I, I, I wait till the end of the season and watch them, I don't, I won't watch them in a binging scenario. It's just, that's too much show. Yeah. And it's too much of a certain kind of show. It's not like a continuous story in the same way. Cause it's always relative to what happened that week. It's like a weekly news program. It's like watching, you know, fucking, what is that? You know, meet the press. It's always like, t- it's like watching the ultimate fighter on ESPN. Yeah, because you already know you 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 know the details, and just now you're seeing the fine details. And what I find about that show is I will I will watch it religiously the first four or five weeks, and then I don't care, and then I just wait <laughs> and I watch the um, the when they fight at the end for the trophy, like on a, one of their cards. So right. I I like I get four or five episodes into it, and then I'm like, ah, oh, it's too much, man. This is too much yeah. drama and too much heartbreak, and you know you're seeing these dudes who are on their you know they they're dying to get in. It's, it's very similar like to hard knocks. I think they probably took the blueprint from hard knocks. Oh yeah. And from, a, and from a, what was the Fox show? There wasn't, wasn't there a Fox show called the contender it was a boxing show. Was that Fox? I thought so. I thought it was Fox. The, the one with that still, that Stallone did the first season. No, I thought that was NBC. Yeah. There were two of them. One was a Oscar de la Hoya. And then the other one, one of them was five. I think contender was five. Uh, was, um, was Stallone, but I thought it was on Fox, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember. It was, it's God, it's, you know, years ago already. I think it, yeah, it started. Yeah. It was on ESPN. Okay. I mean, sorry. It was, on, it was on ESPN, but it started on, on NBC and then it was on NBCSN and then ESPN as well. But yeah, it's had a whole bunch of different people involved in it, Like you're talking about, uh, I, I think Sir Sugar Ray was involved in it at one point. Sugar right? Ray Leonard was one of the hosts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was very similar to, you know, they just, the UFC just kind of took it and refined it and made it more successful. 
Yeah. So yeah, here's the rundown now. March 3rd, 2005 to January 7, 2009, it ran on NBC, ESPN, and Versus, which is NBCS. Versus. At least God. when they were still around. And this was produced by Mark Burnett from Survivor fame. It was a big deal. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So Sugar Ray hosted it. And then occasionally, uh, Stallone would pop in. Stallone would pop in, right? In his Rocky, in his Rocky shorts. Yeah. And then uh, Sugar Ray left after a little bit. And then Tony Danza came in to replace him. Right. I remember. Fun fact, Hans Zimmer did the score for it. Uh, yeah, I remember. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. That's actually a real, that's a real score, man. It's real Rocky like the score. It is very much so. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, I, if I'm Henry Mancini, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Right. Well, I mean, maybe not now. <laughs> no, well, not. Yeah, of course not. Now. <laughs> um, speaking of that kind of stuff, um, <laughs> what what is it about people's obsession with celebrities passing? You know, it's uh, it's right. Like you don't care about them for the last thirty years of their life, and then when they pass away, immediately you're like, oh my god, I've, how am I going to go on? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, Bob Barker passed yesterday. And yeah. that one, that was an interesting one because I, I think, I don't care how old you were, if he was still doing prices right, you you know that feeling of staying home sick, laying on the couch and watching prices right. You know what I mean? I, re- I remember every time I stay home sick, man, I'm like, oh, I watch prices right. Because it's something I, during school year, you never got to see it because you were at school when prices right was on. So that was always a thing. And then uh, what was your, what, remember we talked about that and what did you say about it? What did you always watch? I watched Rockford Files. Yeah, Rockford Files. <laughs> yeah, because I told you, this, this goes back a few weeks when I said they started detective shows like at 9 a.m. on KMPH where I grew up in like, you know, Barnaby Jones, Rockford, Cannon. They were all on like from nine to like two in the afternoon and then they would you know they would get back to like then they would go into kid programming like when people were you're supposed to be getting home from school you know right. that's when he-man and gi joe and all that shit would start <laughs> but yeah i watched that's i watched a lot of rockford files <laughs> but my i knew bob barker mostly from match game when i was a kid right. like not mostly but like that was like i remember he was on match game a lot and they would talk about you know um, Price is Right, but I do, yeah, of course. Plinko, man, Plinko was my thing. That was my favorite thing on Price is Right. That and the uh, um, spin the wheel. Get closest to a hundred without going over. Bob got pretty close, <laughs> unfortunately. I'm sorry. I don't. I'm not usually a fan of of Me death neither. jokes, but, but that it was one funny. was funny. It was a good one. It was pretty great. It was pretty great. I don't know. I don't know where it originated because everyone's kind of nicking it and putting it out there and as their own. But whoever dropped that one first, good for you, because that was good. It, I don't have to repeat it, because everybody, you just said it, and I'm sure everybody's already seen it at this point. But Sure. If you, have a, if you have a phone, if you have a cell phone, you've seen it. I think that because Bob was so much part of our, you know, our lives, even if we didn't get, even if we didn't get to stay home sick every day of the week and watch Bob on The Price is Right, when you get to the point where you see Happy Him and Happy Gilmore, when he shows up in the pro-am section of the movie and then he gets in his his fist fight with Adam Sandler, God, that shit was so fucking funny. It was like, it's still funny because he was such a quick-witted man and he really delivered those lines perfectly. Yeah. And uh, they found they did, they did something that's making its rounds right now, obviously, because that's usually what happens when somebody passes older 
bits and, and uh, entertainment highlights come out, but they reunited him and Adam reunited. And I don't remember the premise of it, but it's again, it's another bit where Bob is in the hospital and Adam goes to see him. And it's just the, they, they had that back and forth, but now instead of being happy and Bob, it's happy and Adam busting Adam and Bob's just busting Adam's balls for always playing the same character and always give it to goo because it's really fucking funny. And of course they get into a fist fight again and it's, it's pretty great. Uh, obviously he's considered me older now. Uh, and, and when he did that bit, so Dude, he was 70, he was like 76 when they did Happy Gilmore, 75, 74. I mean, like, it's so crazy. Yeah, he's in his 80s when he did the other bit, for sure. Yeah, well, he was awesome. He was a, I used to always think, man, he's so cool and calm and collected when anytime those women come up there and just maul him. (laughs) It was funny, man. One of the things that I was surprising for, um, for some people to learn about Bob He's part Native American. He's part of the Sioux tribe, and he grew up on a reservation most of his youth. And I thought that was kind of cool. I'm, I'm glad people are learning about this now. Because, but yeah, and he was a big supporter of animal rights, spaying and animals, he, spaying yeah, neuter. He was, and he ended every episode of Price is Right saying exactly that. Yeah, totally. Well, him yeah. and Betty White, like they, it's funny. Like I mean, again, match game. <laughs> they, right. they, you know, the two of them talk about it quite often during their banter on Match Game. Yep. Bob. God, dude, I, it's so crazy. I, I thought for sure he was going to make a hundred too. You just think that the guy's going to live forever because he, he was around long before you and I came around. He was already, already a name Yeah, in, in the business and everything. Started off in radio and everything like that and moving his way up to television. And it, he just has, he had that progression, right? That, that same progression that was real common back then. You know, if you wanted to be on television as a, as a host of a talk show or a game show or any of those things, you it's a certain path that you followed. Um, we talked recently about how in our business, in regards to the discipline, not everybody gets there the same way. And sometimes you find some real unique ways of getting there, like with Whitney and how she got to where she's at. But Bob followed that same path, man, you know, all the way through radio, all the way up to through the broadcast channels up to television. So, but yeah, Bob was Bob was somebody that, you know, that everybody knew and recognized right away, regardless of your your age, you knew who he was. So anyway, yeah, man. So long, Bob Barker. Yeah. Come on down. Along with football starting, right? We're getting to that point now where things are getting super tight with with other sports like baseball. We're getting to that stage where we're things are really getting set up for the postseason. But I don't think I'm gonna have the difficulty scheduling a once like we had last year. So hopefully uh, everything is uh we're getting, I, I, early access has been a little bit of a, a troubling, but we, we started again last, last week. Scheduling has gotten in the way or has gotten in the way a lot. And uh, early access is there for Patreon again. We're going to have a more finite uh, relaunch of Patreon, but it's live now. So if you guys want to join us, it's, you know, patreon.com slash karate pod. So yeah, Patreon's live now. So if you guys want to check that out, that's, it's there. And uh, we appreciate you coming and hanging out with us. Yeah. Um, lots of new content coming soon that is exclusive to Patreon. And again, more specifically and more regularly, and that's the the early access to the movie episodes that come out every Friday. You'll get them on Wednesdays. So when this Wednesday, that the new month starts, it won't be the new month yet. But Patreon supporters will get that first September episode on Wednesday, even though it's not September yet. So boom. So you get to September and August. How's that grab yeah. you? Yes. 
You get to, you get to time travel. You can remember the future or whatever that is. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, so we talked about, about Bosch legacy. I haven't seen it yet. Second season is due soon, right? Oh, yeah. I never finished the first season now that you say that. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize I didn't finish the first season of bot or the last was too many commercials, man. I got, I, I literally was on location. I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, yeah. The thing about the episodes when they're not on freebie is that they just, you kind of blow through them, but like, dude, you know, when you get off late and the last thing you want to do is like see a bunch of commercials when you're trying right. to, like, I'm just like, so I got, I got about three more to finish of the first season before I go into the second season. Well, okay. So I realized that I hadn't watched the last two seasons of Bosch. What? So I'm on six right now. Last season's fantastic, dude. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So I'm. You kind of have to finish the last season before you should even start Legacy. Cause oh, no, no, I know that. I, there's too many spoilers. Yeah. I, I have to think so. And I, I mean, I, I know the premise of the new show. So that's, that's enough for me. And, but what sucks is like, okay, so I couldn't dig out this week's movie episode. So I watched it on, on Freebie. What 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 do you think they advertise the fuck out of the whole time? Bosch Legacy, <laughs> Bosch Legacy. So I had to like turn away and mute the button, mute the. Yeah, TV I watched. So I, I I watched. Uh, we I watched Jury Duty again uh, this week, and uh, same thing. Every other commercial was for Bosch Legacy. I'm like, okay, well, it's okay because I'll just not pay attention. By the time it, by the time I get through the other the last couple episodes, I won't remember any of this commercial. Right. I assume that she doesn't die because they're making, there's a second season. There's another spinoff coming too. Another Bosch spinoff when this strikes over. You don't know who dies. Bosch's kid. Oh, I don't know anything about it. I haven't watched it. Yeah, well, dude, dude, Bosch legacy. If you, she's, yeah, come on now. Yeah, you'll figure it out. doesn't matter. Well, I mean, I know she's on, I know she's on the show and I know she's a cop. That's all I know. Yeah. Well, she doesn't but get no, killed. But I'm saying is like, wouldn't I don't know any more about it. She's the legacy. <laughs> I mean, it does, I mean, I didn't, I dude, if I didn't know anything else about it, I would know that Bosch, the legacy, I mean, that's what happens. Like when you're a legacy, you're, means your father or your grandfather was a cop. Okay. I mean, Jesus Christ, that's as old as fucking Joseph Wamba and the choir boys. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, it's, I get that part of it. Doesn't really matter. Anyway. So. She's not dead. <laughs> I, I saw her in the trailer for the new one. So yeah, I know that. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm seeing. That's what I, that's what I saw it too. That's how I know she's a cop. <laughs> like, oh, look, there she is. Oh, little Maddie. Oh, they could be doing flashbacks. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, she's really gotten, you know, the later seasons of the, of the show, she's really gotten a lot better because she seemed to be like somebody else's kid. Uh, well, like what somebody. I didn't like, yeah, early on, she it, it's, it, it reminded me too much of like I, I, her and Castle's daughter could have been the same person. That's how I felt about it. I would have given the castle's daughter about a pass, not a pass, but you know, uh, you know, uh, maybe a B minus as opposed to a C plus. I, I really, but I'm really endearing to the girl who plays Maddie now. I really like her. She's really gotten more comfortable in the role. Yeah, the writing got better, and she's you know sort of grown into the role. Yeah, the writing got better, and she was just plus she was around more, so she had, was able right. to kind of feel more comfortable in her own skin playing the part because she was doing it more. I had to go and do a quick summarization about her mom because when I went back to it, I forgot. I mean, I knew something happened, but I forgot what happened. I had to go and read up on it again. I'm like, oh, that's right. Because they kept referring. They referred to it a lot. 
in that sixth season. And I just couldn't remember what how it ended because it's been a year plus since I watched it. It's again time and life and stuff. Anyway. Hey man, those Korean gangsters knocked her out, took her out on a motorcycle. Yeah. Anyway, so that's Kickstarter for you. And I, it's, yeah. I know it says, it's, hopefully it sounds okay. We won't know until I start know putting it together. <laughs> uh, yes. Hopefully we'll, uh, you know, we'll, it, it uh, won't be required too much tweaking and we'll get it, get it finite. But it, whatever you're hearing now is going to be also in the Monday, the, the movie episode this week because of the, the, we're, we're recording that right after we record this. So, anyway, if you want to follow the show on the socials, it's at Karate Pod on X slash Twitter, Letterboxd, and Insta. And on Insta, you can follow Corey at Corey underscore Culp. Sorry, that's Letterboxd, Corey underscore, Corey underscore Culp, and then Culper97 for our Instagram. And again, Patreon, patreon.com slash Karate Pod. If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Roller 33 on your Instagram, or you can follow me at Tom Cody on Letterboxd. That's Tom Cody on Letterboxd.com. <laughs>